Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. And a happy Monday to you, sir. Happy Monday to you. New week started, and we've turned the page. We're looking at the book of James this week. Book of James. Hebrews was fantastic. Well, it was. It was outstanding. I learned a great deal. I am now ready to wrap up our season three with five weeks of James. I learned a lot uh, going through Hebrews also, and I appreciate the feedback. Several other people were sending emails and comments all along the way. Just a lot of you know, affirmation about things they were learning, and that's what it's about. You know, we're all encouraging one another in the Word every day on Text Talk. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's jump into James. I'm going to read the first eight verses of this letter. I will read them in the English Standard Version. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes in the dispersion, greetings. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So I guess starting out with James, my understanding is this is the James, who was the half-brother of Jesus and a leader in the church at Jerusalem. We read about him in the book of Acts. I agree. That is, that is how I perceive this as well. I know there are are debates about authorship, some. Some. I know there yeah. are debates about who the audience is, uh, w- without getting into all that, because I just want us to get into the book, but I will just say, from my perspective, I read James as from the half-brother of Jesus, okay. as from the leader of the church, a leader, a leader of sure. the church in Jerusalem, specifically this reference to dispersion, mm-hmm. uh, sometime after the persecution arose under Saul that sent the Jewish Christians out across uh, the empire. empire. And you find a great deal of them having been displaced, having Mm -hmm. left their homes, having left behind all that they would have had to take care of themselves. They find themselves in a place mainly of poverty right? as they are establishing churches throughout the empire, as they are trying to uh, even bring Gentiles in or teach other Jews. So that... that, um, governs my reading as we go through James, as we see some of the things about wealth versus poverty, as we see some of the things about faith and the kind of persecution that they're dealing with. And I don't necessarily want to spend a whole lot of time having to back up and defend all of that and get into all those apologetic arguments. I just want to say that's how I view it. And so that's going to, that's going to govern some of the things that, uh, that I want to talk about as we go through these five chapters. Yeah. I would just add to that, that I I agree with you in that timeline. And so we're thinking these are largely Jewish Christians Mm -hmm. uh, because there's not really Gentiles in the, in the fold yet. That will be happening soon as the events unfold. And those are recorded for us in the book of Acts. So I I like that title, this idea of the 12 tribes. Mm -hmm. There's this Old Testament name for the people of God, God's people, but now they are Christians, and they are predominantly Jewish in the beginning, but the wonder of the gospel is the proselytes are invited in, the Gentiles are invited in, all to be God's covenant people. One of the things that we miss from our English translation of this author's name, Mm. we hear James, and we all know 
people named James. We all have friends named James. Yeah, we there do was not a realize King James. There was. <laughs> we do not realize that James is an anglicization, a Latinization, however that's what come through in the etymology, of the name Jacob. Is that right? That is true. So was, in, the, oh, oh, in the Greek, I'm if, learning if you stuff. were reading this in the Greek, you yeah. would read the name and it would look like Jacob. Really? In Greek, yes, okay. absolutely. All right. I and I think, look what, I think one of the reasons that it's important to note that is because there is this wonderful picture for Jewish Christians of a patriarch. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is almost like mirroring back in the Old Testament if Jacob had written a letter as father and patriarch of these, of these mm-hmm. Jews, how to of live, and how, of the 12 tribes, oh, wow. and how to, yeah. how to uh, continue to be true to the Lord. You have kind of that same picture. Here is this leader of the faith, mm-hmm. the brother of Jesus, who was one of their shepherds back at Jerusalem, sure. who was one yeah. of their leaders. He's, it's like a father figure mm-hmm. riding out to these children of the faith, mm-hmm. how to maintain faithfulness. I just think that's a beautiful picture oh, for is. us to make sure we bring to light as we kick off this look at this letter. I'm glad to share that. When you think about the idea of that uh, patriarchal look or that patriarchal view, that that's really fantastic. Uh, looking upon the children, and it starts with this word of encouragement, uh, you're going to be facing trials. <laughs> and, Ooh, I, you know, I hate to be a, a, a kind of a, you know, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. But we hear so often that the message of Christianity is if you're believing enough, if you're doing it right, then it's health, it's wealth, it's prosperity, it's riches. That's not at all where James starts. Uh, number one, the the people of God are dispersed. From their home. That doesn't sound good. Right. And then, hey, more trials are on the way. So what type of attitude should you have about that? How should you understand those things? Count it all joy Mm. when you meet trials of various kinds, like being driven from your home, being driven to foreign lands, losing your house, losing your heritage and your inheritance that you were going to to leave, losing your financial support. Now you're having to find some new means of, of taking care of yourself. Now, all of these things are gone for these folks as they've been driven away from Jerusalem. And here James is saying to them, I I understand. I know why you're out there. You have faced trials of various kinds, and you're continuing to face them. Let's not be grumbling about it. Let's count it all as joy. So that idea of counting, is that about... uh... Is that about reckoning, like the accounting kind of language? I think so, yes. Yeah. And so that's about making a decision in your mind about how you're going to interpret these events. And I think it's an important one to make uh, because because when we do find ourselves in trials, trials befall us, it can be easy to forget God is with us. We may even begin to doubt if God is with us. And, you know, one of the things I observe in reading through the book of James, um, Edwin, is is that the devil is a personal enemy. That just like with Jesus and his dealings with the devil in Matthew chapter 4 and, and before the Sermon on the Mount and all of that, you have James coming back around to the devil, that he must be resisted. And certainly he is active. And one of those manifestations is the trials, is the tribulations, is the hardships that are coming the way of these Christians. They've got to hold on, but it's not just about holding on. It's about the attitude uh, in which they will hold on. When you're writing out your ledger of pros and cons Mm. of Christianity, most of us would think, well, trials, 
persecutions, suffering. That goes on the con side. That's on the con side. James list. is saying, as you set up your ledger, put it on the pro side. Mm-hmm. You're going to get to have trials. And, and the reason why it's on the pro side is because trials produced steadfastness. Mm-hmm. They produce endurance. They produce patience. They produce perseverance. These are the, when when you face the trials, the, the, the old standard illustration of weightlifting, mm-hmm. where you increase that weight and the resistance increases. And what it does is it it really breaks apart the muscles and the muscles grow and are strengthened as they heal and therefore they build. It, it's a great illustration. That's exactly what he's talking about here. As we are resisting temptation, mm-hmm. as we are resisting trials, it does break, if you will, tear some of the muscles, but it's it's in that healing, it's in that continuing on that causes the growth. And so I, I think, that, and, I, and because, I, and we wouldn't have that without the trials. So like no pain, no gain? That's another tried and true illustration. <laughs> yes. No pain, no gain. I see that at the gym near the weightlifters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all, they all have to, they, they all, all got to say that they got to remind themselves that's what we're doing this for. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so, 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 so what, so what kind of, you know, what can steal our joy? I look at this and I think trials and tribulations, these are the things that would rob us right. of joy. But he's telling us, no, that these are opportunities for joy if you'll count it as joy, if you'll think on it as joy. If you regard it that way, if yeah. you thank God for it, mm-hmm. if you examine them, the, the sufferings, the trials, the persecutions, the, the the hardships that you're facing, I think we should include in this not just the idea of persecutions. Okay. I know for me, what I want to do is say, yeah, if I ever suffer persecution, I'll count that joy. But these sufferings that I go through every day, sometimes poor health, mm. sometimes uh, problems in the family, uh, sometimes just those kind of everyday struggles. Well, but that's not what he's talking about. He's yeah. just talking about persecution. No, whatever sufferings, whatever things that are pushing against us that are trying to get us to turn away from the Lord, count it joy because God uses these things to grow us and strengthen us. I really appreciate you saying that because you know, in 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 my mind, if the situation is I am facing persecution now, and it's for the faith, you know, this I've lost my job because I'm a Christian. I'm being taken to court for my speech because I was preaching the gospel. You know, and then I understand. Okay, I'm suffering for the faith. God's with me. I got no doubt in my mind. God's with me on this. It's these other situations where people start doubting. Yeah. You know, uh, well, is God with me? Right. You know, and uh, uh, can good come out of this? Has God forsaken me? Mm. And, and I think the, the waters get muddy because it's not so clear, well, I'm suffering this because of God or because of the faith. This just seems like, you know, the, the issues of life. Well, when you meet trials of various kinds, okay. understanding that, of course, Satan is going to use any and every one of these trials to get us to turn away from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is going to be very specifically persecution for the faith. Sometimes it's just going to be hardship in life. Mm-hmm. And so he says what this does is it produces steadfastness, and as steadfastness matures and grows, it produces maturity, completeness. It, It makes us all that we are supposed to be in Jesus Christ. He gives a specific example following that. If you lack wisdom, ask for it. 
<laughs> so as yeah. you're going through this suffering, as you're recognizing that it's going to take away your lack, when you realize you do still lack something, turn to God and ask. Again, the specific point here is wisdom. But as, I'm, as I walk through these two paragraphs, I realize something. When I ask for wisdom, what I hope is that God will just pull back, you know, the, the top of my head, pour some wisdom in. Yeah, instead, osmosis. <laughs> instead, what this, what these two paragraphs demonstrate is that, well, if I want wisdom, wait, if I'm lacking wisdom, what did he just tell me is going to get rid of anything I lack? Suffering. Yeah. Suffering. Uh, persecution, to, to trials the, of various kinds perfection. is, is going to produce steadfastness. Steadfastness is wow. what takes away yeah. what I lack. So when I ask for wisdom or any other great blessing of God, I need to realize that the response to that is going to be, well, allowing me to face the trials that strengthen and grow and, and take my folly away and, and supply wisdom through life experience and experience of walking with God, and I need to be thankful for that. I'm challenged by the verse, uh, what, what is it, verse um, 6, I guess, about, but let him ask in faith. Yeah. Because I think, oh, well, okay, if if there's trials, particularly persecutions, right, because of the faith, those are the things testing the faith. Yeah. But I got to pray to ask for wisdom, but I better have faith when I pray. That just seems really tough. It reminds me of the old statement back when I was in marching band in high school. You know, you'd, you'd hear the statement, practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. And we had a drum major that said, that's not true. Practice makes permanent. And then he would say another thing. Practice makes perfect, but only if it's perfect practice. Okay. And so it, it became Quite this kind sage, of... sage. Yeah. Your, your drum major. <laughs> no kidding. It kind of became this confusing point. And yet what he was saying is certainly there's the time when you are learning something. Right. Lots of mistakes get made and you rule the mistakes out. But if what you want is to, to, to get to where you can play this piece and march it correctly, you've got to get to the point where you're rehearsing it that way yeah. again and again and yeah. again and you again are, and again. You are what you practice. And so... With steadfastness produces steadfastness, faith produces faith. It's 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 a cycle. Mm. It's not just I have nothing and now well be steadfast because you're fa- faithful and now you. We just have to recognize the cycle. I I apply faith. I apply the faith that I have and the stad- steadfastness that I have to the trial I'm facing, and that's going to increase faith mm-hmm. and increased steadfastness. I also think there's a point here, just to be real quick, I know I'm going over, faithfulness. Oh, yeah. I think this is one of those places where the word faith might include that concept of faithfulness. faithfulness. I stay faithful to God in the midst of the trial, faithful knowing that God is going to give me the good gifts, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to hang on no matter what, and that produces growth. So glad that you joined us for Text Talk today. We're excited about James and James chapter 1, and look forward to being with you again tomorrow. Let's have a prayer. Our great God and Father, uh, Lord, we are mindful that so many people are listening to Text Talk and so many different uh, places in their lives, and for those that are going through hardships and trials, I pray, God, that you might strengthen them, encourage them. Lord, bless us all with wisdom, for you are the one with all wisdom. We pray, Father, that we might take the faith and steadfastness we hold today, whatever issues we are uh, coming to in our lives, but trusting in you, Father, that you lead us through them all. We love you. We thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. 
check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.